This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is Tuesday, September 21st, and this is the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I am your host, Blair Angulo. Thanks so much for tuning in. Another big weekend of college football as the contenders and the pretenders are starting to separate themselves. We've got a big contender on the show today. His name is Blake Alderman of Swamp 24-7. Blake, let's talk about Florida's big recruiting weekend. On the field, not a win, but you would have to imagine that off the field, it was a pretty significant weekend for the Gators. Absolutely. You know, wins and losses are one thing. You know, I think in the recruiting scheme, you know, sure, you know, do you want to win games? You want to show that, you know, that the program is on the rise, you know, kind of breaking through that barrier. That's kind of been the thing for Florida. You know, they seem like, you know, since Dan Mullins got there, they've been on the doorstep of, you know, being a playoff type team or taking that next step to be, you know, one of the elite programs kind of back to where they were, you know, in those mid 2000s under Urban Meyer. But I think one of the biggest takeaways from talking to a lot of these visitors after the weekend they were there was just the fact that that atmosphere, I mean, it was loud. I mean, it was one of the loudest games that I've ever covered, I've ever been to, you know, from start to finish, the crowd is really in there. The atmosphere atmosphere was great. And that was one of the things, you know, I've had kids say that this was the loudest atmosphere they've ever been in. I had a couple of kids say they left the game with a headache. So, you know, whenever you've got a game like that, you know, it's, it's a rocking atmosphere. And I think that was a big impression, not only you know, the atmosphere that Florida showed, you know, just a good time to a lot of these kids. But I think that Florida showed fight, you know, showing that, you know, to come back, you know, go toe to toe with a team like Alabama, where, you know, it was a 14 and a half point underdog heading into the game. You know, I think that that spoke a lot of volumes to recruits as well. Recruits got and there were a lot of them there, and there were a lot of them there. They gotta hydrate a little bit better, Blake. If they're if they're walking away with headaches, you gotta get these kids some water, maybe some Gatorade. Yeah, definitely. It was really loud. It was not only was it loud, but it was really hot there too. So you know, I I felt like I need to hydrate. I think I drank like twenty seven Gatorades and waters when I was there too. So I know if I was hot, those guys were hot. Let's talk about some of the big visitors that the Florida Gators had on hand for that Alabama matchup. Walter Nolan, the five-star defensive lineman, one of the premier prospects in the country, one that we continually discuss here on this podcast. Seems like his list of suitors is always evolving. He's always naming a contender or a school that's up in front for him, or he's got a new top three, it seems like, every week. I know Florida's been involved for a long time, and it's, it's a school that remains really consistent in his recruitment what's been your takeaway of Walter Nolan and and Florida's pursuit of him and and obviously after this weekend after he saw the Gators come really close to 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 beating Alabama yeah he got a chance to spend not only Saturday in Gainesville but he was also there Sunday as well his little brother is a 2025 prospect he was there too there was a lot of family members with him his dad who goes on a lot of his visits with him Florida didn't make that top three that he released um, I believe it was last month that was Texas A&M, Tennessee, and Georgia. 
You know, he mentioned that he still has interest in Florida. He said that they were one of those teams on the outside looking in. The staff is going to continue to keep chipping away at him. You know, no other visits set back there. He's already used his official visit. So I think it's going to be tough for Florida going forward with him. But I do think that they continue to, you know, keep talking with him, kind of keep chipping away. If you can get him back on campus, great. You know, if it's not for a game sometime this season or maybe even sometime in December where Florida is really looking to crank up some more of those official visits, you know, obviously he won't be on one of those. But if he can get a chance to spend some time around more of the guys and more of the coaches, you know, on the team, you know, other recruits that are there, you know, we'll see. But I think right now Florida looks like they have an uphill climb. I think they impressed him enough. I think Florida's defensive line play has been good enough. You know, this season, you know, he has a good relationship with David Turner, who's Florida's defensive line coach. But I do think that Florida still has some ground to make up on some of those other teams. Speaking of premier defensive linemen, let's move on to Michael Williams. Committed to USC earlier this year, but obviously there's been a lot of changes at USC, not only with the departure of head coach Clay Helton, but now it sounds like they might have to remake that whole coaching staff. So whatever relationships Michael Williams might have in Los Angeles could go out the window heading into the early signing period, which is now going to allow some of the other contenders that missed out on that initial commitment to re-enter the picture. He went out to Gainesville to check out the Gators this past weekend. What can you tell us about Michael Williams and Florida and, and kind of that dynamic right now between the five-star prospect and the SEC school? You know, he's one of the guys at Florida, even whenever he did commit to USC back when, they were still talking with him. They were still trying to chip away at him as well. Talked to him after the game. He mentioned that official visits are still on the table. The only one he's used so far is to USC. He mentioned schools like Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Florida as possible official visits. Obviously, nothing set up as far as a date or set in stone. So those aren't official yet. I think he's keeping an eye on how things go at USC. He mentioned Dante Williams, you know, one of the coaches that he has a really good relationship with, who's USC's interim coach now, uh, Coach Vic, the D-line coach there as well. You know, those are guys that recruited him to USC. He has really good relationships with those guys. I think those, you know, are they going to be there in the future? I think those are some of the things that he's keeping an eye on. That's a recruitment that I see getting more interesting maybe later in the fall. You know, I think that right now he's keeping an eye on things. He's continued to say, you know, hey, I'm solid with USC. I'm seeing how things go. I think as, you know, who's there, who's not, I think those are questions he wants to see. And like I said, I think those are things that are obviously figured out later on in the future. I think that he's going to keep the door cracked for those schools that I mentioned. Florida's going to continue to keep recruiting him in hard. Florida, you know, they need defensive linemen when you're in the SEC. That's, that's very much a trench type of league. Um, they're going to keep working on him. Um, I think that his recruitment is, you know, it it just kind of depends on how things go with that coaching staff and who's there and who's not. Yeah. Our our colleague, Steve Wolfong, likes to call it spatula season. And he's he's definitely one of the candidates that I'll be looking for. Certainly is, you know. Yeah, during spatula season, because obviously USC with all the changes that are happening, this is a, a prospect that is across the country, right, on the East Coast committed to a West coast school. So not completely married, depending on that, that, that proximity to where he lives. And so there's a lot of different variables there. It can make this one a very interesting one in Florida is obviously one of those schools to watch for Michael Williams from a pair of premier defensive linemen. Let's talk some defensive backs. Florida's always in on some of the top prospects at that position across the country. Jaheim Singletary and Kamari Wilson were two from the 2022 class that were also on that visitor list. What's the latest on, on those two, Blake? You know, unfortunately, I wasn't able to talk to Jaheim Singletary after the game. He did make it there. He's a a former Ohio State commit. He's opened things back up. 
He's planning on narrowing things down to naming some top schools eventually. I don't know how high of a number or what number he puts on those top schools. I think Miami, Florida, and Georgia are the three main schools that I think will make that list whenever he does make it. You know, if there's some more others he adds in there, I don't know. I think those are the three main contenders for him right now. I think that Miami, um, he has a really good relationship with Traveris Robinson, their defensive backs coach there. Um, That's definitely a factor. Kind of seeing how their season goes, I think he's keeping an eye on that as well. He took an official visit to Georgia in the summer. Um, They obviously do a really good job with defensive backs as well. And Florida does too. You know, they've they've always got good defensive backs, like you mentioned. I think he's a guy that they need to get on campus more. You know, he got a chance to spend some time there. You know, he's getting to know Jules Montanar, who's Florida's new defensive backs, cornerbacks coach. He's getting to know Wes McGriff, who's the new safeties coach at Florida. It was good for him to get around those guys. He's going to probably take an official visit. You know, nothing set, but he's planning on taking one in December later this year. That's kind of the idea for Florida to do some of those official visits later on in the year. And he's going to be one of those guys that they're planning on having in December. Uh, with Kamari Wilson, I, I like Georgia for him still. I know he was there at Florida. Um, he grew up a Florida fan. You know, really, they were, if they weren't one of his first offers, you know, they were very early in the process for an offer for him. It was good to get him back on campus. Since Wesley McGriff, Florida safety's coach, got hired, um, this past offseason, he's really targeted Wilson. He's recruited him really hard. And that's something that Wilson, whenever he took a, a visit, an unofficial visit to Florida back in June, he mentioned that he really wasn't hearing a lot as much as he liked from the old coaching staff, or excuse me, the old defensive back coaching staff at Florida that was previously there. So I think that that was kind of an uphill climb for them to start out. I still like Georgia, like I said, but Florida has made it interesting just the fact that they're recruiting them a lot harder, which is crazy to say that a five-star guy has to hear from a new, you know, a new coach. You know, that's a guy that you should have been recruiting hard early on. So that uphill climb seems to be paying off. He really liked his visit. I have a story up on Swamp 24-7 to talk about his thoughts there, but still like Georgia for him right now if I had to put a pick on him today. Florida pushing right now. They have a top 15 class in the country in the 2022 class team recruiting rankings. We are joined by Blake Alderman of Swamp 24-7, the Florida site on the 24-7 Sports Network. You can follow him on Twitter at Blake underscore Alderman. Blake, so there was a lot of recruits, and and I want to invite our listeners to head on over to Swamp 24-7 to get the, the full details on the Gators' big weekend. One name that definitely stood out to me uh, and I'm on the other side of the country, but I keep hearing this kid's name every week because he's hauling in interception after interception. And that will be 2023 five-star defensive back Cormani McLean. He was also there. What's Florida's angle when they're pushing for an in-state talent like Cormani McLean? Well, he's from the Polk County area of Florida, which is right there in central Florida. It's about two hours um, from Gainesville. So he's, he's, that's an area that Florida, that, I mean, that's their bread and butter, that I-75 corridor down to Polk County there. Um, he's a guy, you know, at Lake Gibson High School, Florida does a really good job. They have tons of Lakeland guys on their roster now, like Lloyd Summerall, Keon Zipper, uh, Ventrell Miller, um, Demarcus Bowman. I mean, there, there are plenty of Polk County guys. Uh, Javon Dexter is a Polk County guy himself too from Lake Wales. So that's an area they do a really good job at. And that's something that I think registers with a lot of these guys. And even back to the Lakeland guys like Chris Rainey and the Pouncey Twins, you know, Florida historically has done a good job in that area. So that's one that I think speaks to him, too. That's something that a lot of the Polk County guys say. But also, he really likes Jules Montanar, Florida's cornerbacks coach. Um, he sees a need for himself there. They're playing a lot of press man now under him. So I think there are a lot of – he really likes the playing style he was there. And he actually left campus saying that Florida was on top for him. He'll be back at the Tennessee game this coming weekend. So Florida's getting him on campus. That will be his fourth visit to Florida this year. He was there in June, came back for July for an entire weekend right there before the dead period kicked in, was at the Alabama game, and now he's coming back to the Tennessee game, or at least planning to come back to the Tennessee game. You know how these expected visitor lists go, you know, when it's, it's you know still early in the week. Um, but I like Florida there now. I think earlier on this year, Florida State was kind of the team to watch with him, but I think the tides are starting to turn towards Florida there. 
Yeah, and it was an important weekend. Obviously, Alabama in town. You want to put on a good show for recruits. Even if you don't win, you want to be able to show that you're close, right? That, or that your your trajectory right. or you're progressing towards being one of those elite programs nationally. Obviously, Florida has been that. They've been recruiting that way for years. And I think it goes a long way for the 2023 class, the 2024 class, those guys that are still stockpiling offers. When they go out to a campus, they go out to a stadium, they see the atmosphere that you described, and they see the performance that Florida put on the field because it puts something in the back of their mind. And it's it's more of like, okay, I can go there in a couple of years and be that missing piece or, or make an impact or be the guy that can put this program over the top. So obviously an important weekend for Florida in that regard. Uh, Florida also picked up a, a crystal ball from our own Steve Wilfong. And, you know, you I, I, can, I can let you tell us about it, but, you know, kind of tell us what went into this crystal ball for a four-star defensive bat. Yeah, four-star is Zaria Thomas. He's a defensive back from up in the Niceville area, which is up in the Panhandle part of Florida. Uh, he named a top three earlier this summer, uh, Florida, LSU, and Georgia Tech. He took official visits to all three of those schools in June. LSU was kind of the team that a lot of people were talking about coming out of those official visits in June. Um, he was able to visit all three of those schools again in the summer, you know, in the part of July, um, stopped by Florida at the end of July for their Friday night lights camp back again at Alabama this past weekend. Just the fact that Florida hasn't pressured him, you know, not that other schools are, but he really likes their approach really likes that they've kind of let him make his own decision because this is the guy who was planning on making a decision at the end of July. Um, then he was tra- trying to make a decision at the end of August. And here we are still you know, mid-September and he's uncommitted. I think that he's really close with guys like Nick Evers, Julian Humphreys, who are both commits for Florida in that 2022 class. He spent a ton of time around those guys when he was on campus. Um, I personally think that it's a Florida-Georgia Tech battle myself. He has two brothers um, currently on Georgia Tech's roster. And I think the thought of having family there, even though those guys are upperclassmen, I still think that there's some, you know, what mom doesn't want to have all their kids in the same location. You know, those kind of factors go into it. Um, but I think that Florida is on the trend there. You know, I think he really likes her, the way they play, um, the way that he fits into what they want to do, the relationships he's built with the staff and guys in the commitment list and guys on the roster. So I think Florida is the team that I'm watching there too. I really like, that's a good crystal ball pick for Steve. He's a guy that I've also um, has thought that has been trending towards Florida. The hard part for me was kind of penciling down a timeline for him, you know, or there are some visits that are going to shake things out. You know, is there a new team that's going to jump in the mix, you know, all these things that kind of factor into recruiting. But Azaria is planning on having a commitment, if not sometime at the end of this month, um, sometime in the early part of next month. So I don't know that that's a recruitment that's really going to drag out much farther. But I do think as we do close in on whatever possible timeline he has, I think Florida's a team to beat there. A lot of really good info there, not only on the 22 class, a new crystal ball, 2023 top target, uh, a lot of really good scoop from Blake Alderman. Before we go, Blake, did want to pick your brain a little bit about Florida's strategy not to host in-season official visits. Now, we talked about a lot about some of the top prospects that were at, at the Swamp this past weekend, but none of them were there on official visits. What's the kind of the thought process for the Gators not to host official visitors during the season? Because we saw them bring in some heavy hitters during, during the offseason in the summer. Yeah, you know, and I think that, you know, going into those June official visits, you know, Florida had somewhere around 30 kids take official visits in the month of June. And, you know, with the number of allotted official visits you get to take in an entire year, they want to be strategic with those remaining visits. And it's not to say that going down the road, you know, if there's a target that, you know, is making a decision timeline. I guess there's still things that could play out for them to change their their strategy on maybe having, a, you know, an official visitor in the season. But at this point, they haven't had any. They didn't have any this past weekend, which was kind of crazy thinking about where you've got an atmosphere in a game like the Bama game that, you know, you want to get those guys in there for your biggest game of the year, no matter how you get it. 
And I think it was good for Florida to get a lot of these top tier guys on unofficial visits, you know, show what you're interested and come on your own dime, come check us out. We'll take an official visit later. But I think more than anything, the strategy for them is it's hard to have time around these coaches during a game day visit, you know, Friday, you're prepping different things. Saturday, you're getting ready for the game with walkthroughs and, you know, team meetings and all these kind of things that go into playing for a game. So it's, it's like, you know, are you coming in on official visit to hang out with the coach for a little bit before the game and talk a little bit, you know, maybe get to see him on Sunday before you leave, or do you want to come in December where there's not a game? You know, maybe how bowl practices go or things, but there's not a game happening right now. So I think it's good for Florida to get those guys in there later in the part of this year so they can spend more time around the coaches, get a better feel for those guys. So I think it's a smart decision for them just because you can talk a guy if they're legitimately interested enough to come check out a game for an unofficial visit. I mean, kids take unofficial visits all the time that are really interested in seeing a school. So saving those for later not only gives Florida time around, excuse me, Florida more time around these recruits, but it also kind of honors the fact that, you know, if you're interested enough, enough, you'll come see us for a game on your own and then we'll take the official visit later this year so you can spend more time with us yeah no i think i agree with you the only concern i would have is maybe you know trying to gauge when a recruit might be ready to make a decision that's the tricky part that's the the edge yeah like if you're trying to figure out when he's going to be making a decision or or how quickly he might be coming off the board you don't want to wait too long because then you just block yourself out completely by trying to push that visit back so that that's the one aspect of it where the staff really has to take a a a nice temperature of each recruitment and and the speed at which that recruitment is moving right and i think that's where it's not a dead set deal type of thing. I mean, if you have a kid that has a timeline that's moving up or something, they haven't taken an official visit. I don't think it's completely off the table that they don't do any official visits, but I can tell you that for the Tennessee game this weekend, they're not doing any official visits. They didn't last week for the Alabama game. We'll see how some of these other games remaining going forward. Because I mean, we've got a guy like four-star Cyrus Moss, who's out in urine, who mentioned to me a couple weeks back that he was going to be coming for the Vanderbilt game. Now, does that change when we get closer to that time? We'll see, but you know, it's hard to tell. And I would think that's one that probably gets moved because he's already talking about a later decision. So we'll see how things play out. I don't know, like I said, that it's off the table, completely dead set, no official visits in the fall, but I'd be surprised if you see very many. Yeah, I would believe that for those out-of-region recruits like Cyrus Moss from Bishop Gorman in Vegas, where it's harder for him to make the trip out there for an unofficial, and, and it's probably easier for him to get all that booked through Florida and being able to experience a game day atmosphere, which is important for him. Um, I think it is a case-by-case basis, so it's going to be interesting to see how Florida and other schools across the country navigate this because they took a year off last year. Blake, they didn't have they didn't have a chance to be able to do this uh, last year with a chance to to really kind of get you know, recruits on campus. So uh, I really appreciate you, Blake, for, for hopping on. I can't wait to do it again. Yep, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. All right, that is Blake Alderman. You can follow him on Twitter at Blake underscore Alderman. Remember, if you like the show, please rate and review us and throw us those five stars. Remember, stay locked in the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast for all the latest buzz and scoop on your favorite college football team. For Blake Alderman and producer Lance Flynn, I am Larry Angulo. Thanks so much for tuning in. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.